Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You're here with your hosts. Who are we here with? Uh, me, myself and I. You know what? This is why you don't start the podcast. I'm trying to put you on your... I'm doing. I'm putting you on your toes here. What's your name, Mark? My name is Mark. Okay. <laughs> Charles. Oh, no, we didn't need the middle name. Joe. What's your middle name? Um, uh, that's... <laughs> Georgia Alice Daisy. Got two middle names, pretentious, I know. Mm. Um, at least I don't have a double-barreled surname. Um, anyway, I am now going to continually start the podcast because it seems that as the second podcast we've just done, and I put you, I've kept you on your toes, you're unable to start. This okay, podcast. let's. Do you, do you want me to do it this time? Okay, ready? Okay, so imagine I'm playing Go. Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You're here with your host Mark Garlic and. No, uh, Georgia guy, and, not and, do you know what I mean? Well, we don't have to do it exactly the same. Anyway, better. Anyway, we're back, everyone, and today what are we talking about, Mark? Today we're talking about the number one thing that you could potentially be doing that is holding you back from achieving your own personal goals. Did you say not doing or doing? You are doing. No, we wouldn't be Consciously doing. or subconsciously. That makes no sense. What we're talking about today. That does. How does it not make sense? Because if you're, you're if you are doing are what we're about to, discuss, to talk about, we're going to discuss. Then you wouldn't be worried. The things that you, the one thing that you potentially may or may not be doing that is holding you back from achieving what you need to achieve in life. Okay. And that is self-reflection. So this is when everybody mutes and stops the podcast and realises they can never swallow life as a whole and yeah. would rather just ignore the issues rather than actually face them head on. And I think it's quite, it's just quite apparent recently, and I say this from a practical application in the sense of working with clients and actually working with people, just at the moment how unable... I guess we are to swallow the hard pills of life, which is that sometimes we need to look back on things that we have done or behaved like or actioned and realise that maybe that wasn't the right or the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. And you end up technically having to learn from your mistakes to get anywhere. Now, do not get me wrong. I think... I think majority of life, you're going to be learning from mistakes, you know, until I, I think it's got worse as well. <laughs> but I just don't think at the moment people are willing to really swallow the truth of what the reality actually is in their life on a day to day basis. And that is it's, massively holding. Yeah, it does. Back it holds people back hugely where. If there is no self-reflection and you don't do a level of self-assessment then you're just going to blindly lead yourself down a road which may or may not benefit you in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very uncomfortable and confronting thing to do, yeah. especially if it's realizing that you yourself may potentially be your own biggest hurdle, especially when it comes to self-care through nutrition and training and and it's very relevant for for what georgia and i do as a business where people always have the best intentions 
but then can sometimes with if there is no self-reflection on a consistent basis you may or may not potentially change or not change the habits and environments that you need to to achieve a goal I think, to be and honest with you, you know, I think I, I, I think this is a reality. And if anybody ever wants a reality check, it's definitely the person, me, me myself and I would be giving it. But I, I, I do think that we are, we struggle to self-reflect these days because we spoke about this briefly on another podcast, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, on the fact that I feel like a lot of people are wrapped up in cotton wool. And I think that approach to, especially when you maybe have health issues that come up a lot of people that I speak to um, whether that's clients or people that are interested in coaching very much struggle to um, accept certain things because normally we will see people at their most vulnerable when they're wanting to make change when they're interested in making change when they've thought about making change and so when you see people in their most vulnerable aspects and you bring up or highlight certain aspects of somebody's lifestyle or whatever which could be a compounding Mm. issue Mm. it's almost like we we just don't want to accept it when the i guess the truth is is that you should be accepting that to then kind of swallow it and then try and think of a strategy to move past that Mm. and i think it's so much easier said than done that we hold on to things for such long periods of time thinking that it's the right thing and it's this and that when you deep down know it's just not and it's effectively making you make a massive amounts of mistakes because you're yeah. just unable to go to yourself do you know what actually you are the problem it's not everybody else in your environment it's not everything like that sometimes we have to think well what can i control in my life and if you can't control something in externally or internally you either reach out for help for it or you don't focus on it but what you can control is should be your focus yeah. and the reality is when it comes to nutrition training lifestyle habits is that you know, nobody, very re- very rarely in this world does somebody have a gun to your head telling you not to do something or to do something. You mm. know, the reality is, is that we are in control of our mindsets and our mental capacity and also mm. just our physical well-being overall. And so when we damage that or we know that we're doing things that are compounding it, mm. it's like we're just unable to accept it, you know. And it's exactly the same as like... I guess so many things in your life, you know, when something goes wrong, I guess the failure, learning from failure, it's how you behave after you've effectively made that mistake or failed that's mm. going to effectively differentiate you from the you from the person that you want to be, you know. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes talking from personal experience, like it's it hurts. <laughs> I mean, it does hurt when you're like, do you know what? you are the reason that you're feeling this current way. Mm. You are the reason that you are the way you are. And, you know, you're constantly going to blame others and you're going to always pass your criticism onto others. But actually, when we turn it back around, it's just a direct reflection on ourselves. And sure. I think this is not just behavior in health. I think it's a behavior overall, like how you treat yeah. somebody, how, you know... It, it it comes back around like for example if somebody's horrible to somebody and the psychology of it normally it's because they're effectively um deflecting from their own issues or their own jealousy or their own insecurities or their own lack of being able to manage something so they turn it around in quite pessimistic mm. angry mm. ways when actually most of the time we have to turn that mirror on ourselves and realize that maybe this situation didn't work out or this um 
thing that I wanted didn't work out because I actually was the one that stopped it. Um, sure. But I think you, you, it's one of these things where self-reflection, it's not something you need to do every week, I don't think. I think it's something that you... Well, I think like, like we do weekly check-ins and I think it is a good, um, a good thing to do it a weekly so you always have your finger on the pulse. And generally when they've done uh, numerous studies in terms of weight loss, adherence, uh, consistency, self-monitoring, you know, they generally find that people that do some form of self-assessment on a regular basis are far more prone to changing habits, which then lead to uh, regulating your body weight better, your body fat better. And it's that consistent need of self, you know, like people in this industry demonize weighing yourself, but there is very strong evidence that self-assessment uh, with weighing yourself on a daily basis has a has a has a far more profound impact on an adherence and consistency when it is sticking to nutritional uh, choices, exercise choices, you know, yeah, things like that. Yeah, but I like don't that. think it's always cut to do with a weight loss purpose. Like you know, there's plenty of people, for example, no, that we it was it, taken on board. Yes, I I get it. It's in done in that sense because it's quantifiable. It, it is, but I, I think, you know, I think we are inherently, like, awful for this. And I always tell you this, Mark. Like, I literally always say this to you. I'm like, people do not think the way that we think on a day-to-day -day basis. We are so ingrained to data, to how our body moves, to how it should be fueled, to mm. the, the absolute biomechanics down to a bloody tea. Like, most people are not even aware of their own body, let alone, no, like, you know, thinking that. or yeah. keeping track of this. And I, and I, I always say this, like... This is not just self-reflection does not come down to the fact of, oh, I'm overweight and I now need to self-reflect and realise that I was the reason why I'm overweight. I think it happens in so many different ways. Like We've had multiple people say to us, I really want to build muscle and do absolutely nothing that's going to encourage that. Yeah. So, And that, that's exactly like another point of view. Or it could be, I really want to be like this. And then they'll go and completely and utterly do yeah. the absolute opposite. And it's the same with... I really need to be pain free, and then they go, don't go and follow the training program you've written sure. for them. You know, it's like all of these things, and it's like, well, there were reasons why this is done a certain way. I think you could say you, you could self reflect in any aspect of your life, Absolutely. whether it's whether it's relationships, relationships, family. business. You know, it's. I think it's one of the strongest always... progress. Like, it's one of the most progressive movements you can do in your like mental thinking or clarity because. The reality is, is that, you know, there's times where, like, things have just not gone right well in my life in any way, shape or form. Like, I don't tend to announce shit when it goes wrong. But I, what I do tend to do is I look on it and I have to refine it. I have to learn from it. And, you know, not everything do I always want to learn from, you know. Uh, like there's plenty of times where you make financial things where you're like, oh fuck, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the, the reality yeah, yeah, in is, hindsight, it's, in hindsight, you, know, it, you learn you from learn. it. You you take from that and you go, oh, I'm not going to do that again, or I'm or I'm going to hold back, or I'm going to actually think about it. And I'd say my personality and yours is very hasty to make decisions, and yes. that can sometimes be very reflective on our daily lifestyles, our business, or the way that we do things, because we want to refine we want to be better but sometimes we make that hasty choice of doing it too soon without yeah. maybe 
thinking about it yeah Yeah, and and then we're effectively having to pick up the pieces when you're like oh fuck I shouldn't have really done that or this isn't really going to work out but if we hadn't have realized that and hadn't self-reflect we would have been way further down the fucking line and absolutely you know then it's effectively unmanageable and then so I think if you can prevent something happening like long term and you know in today or tomorrow you know that you can do something that is going to prevent something going worse maybe you think of your if we're talking health now you look at your health and you go do you know what this is only going to go worse this is only going to go downhill if I don't do something about it then at least you can then realize that you are technically with that with that mental processing you are then setting yourself up to self-reflect which you have done to realize you need to make change and then effectively prevent something going even worse you know down the line and that prevention is so key in in everything in your life like you know if we can prevent getting to the worst position getting into a rut yeah getting into a rut then absolutely prevent it but it's like almost like we've spoken about this before on like a podcast we did on um why do we leave things to it's like rock bottom and i would say that most of the time because it's a lack of self-reflection it's a lack of like want to swallow something like i will talk and i will consult with people who hate what think, i have to say like you, they don't want to hear it because they know it's factually but what true. about when people self-reflect and are oblivious to you know like like for example uh, somebody could self-reflect and go okay the reason why i put on so much weight uh, let's say over lockdown for example was because I and then insert uh, you know nature versus nurture so uh, I started eating lots of carbohydrates and you know then what happens if that self-reflection is not necessarily always um, reflective of the yeah but that comes down to truth. education in my yeah. opinion like I think like you know you can always look back and this is you know people could self-reflect and they could go oh I've put on weight or I haven't moved enough and then they all they they blame it on something else do you know what I mean so they'll be like it's because I've eaten this or because the reality is is if we took like lockdown for an example or the pandemic in general is that people's health is at like an all-time low at the moment like we've yeah. never actually actually come across so many people who are in yeah. such a diabolical state with their health due to the pandemic but nobody wants to swallow that we had like this rare really yeah. rare situation happen for like two or three years of our lives and nobody accepts that and so they blame it on all the other things they didn't do but yet won't do it now like i've spoken with clients where they're like i know that like for me to actually get this i need to move more in the sense of i need to like get up and i need to go for a walk or i need to actually like prioritize it i used to do this you know i used to go into the office and i used to do this and because so much has changed your health then takes the back seat because you're like oh no it's fine do you know what I mean it's absolutely fine I'm kind of used to this now because we've spent so long in it and then suddenly one day it's meant to be the complete opposite it's meant to be back to what it used to be and it, I just don't think people you know when you self-reflect and then you're effectively uh, yeah, but what saying stuff if you're... the blame you're not self-reflecting but what happens I mean? if you're, you're not... unconscious with your self-reflection so for example somebody who is trying to uh, consume a calorie controlled diet but then potentially eat out on numerous bases let's say 
twice a week every four days you know they're eating a meal out or two meals out so on and so forth but then when that is highlighted they're not even conscious that that is even a thing do you know what I mean? So when you say, well, you do eat out quite a, quite a bit and you're always choosing quite rich meals and you don't really know the cooking process and how many calories are going into those meals and what the contents of that meal is. So you then are not able to say with confidence that you are reaching a certain, let's say, calorie target. But then when that's highlighted, it's like, no, I don't. Because that that person, it's so it's so subconscious that it's not registered as even a hurdle. You can't in the expect first like place. nothing in this. Like I don't know. I just I don't like the fact like we always you're... refer back to calorie controlled. Like okay, but like let's say somebody so let's say somebody's at uh, at work and they think that they're doing really really well, but the reality is, is they're probably not fulfilling the obligations at which the expect uh, their company has expectations of and then w when they go to self-reflect on why they might not be progressing the way that they're progressing the fact that it's not even on their radar makes it very very hard for people to then self-reflect and 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 like problem solve when i don't think you could ever say that everybody is willing to self-reflect like there's plenty of people in life where who think everybody else is a dickhead when actually they are the dickhead and so they're already involved in the fact of their process like the same as what we always say about the very successful powerful men especially in this world who are like surrounded by yes men do you know what i mean people that are like yeah 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 like do you yeah. know what I mean that was a great idea wow mate you're so amazing if you're bigged up 24 7 for the choices you're making normally this comes with a wealth status of some degree you know the reality is you're going to think the world literally shines out of your eyes and nothing's going to make you think differently because you're surrounded in an environment with think that i think self-reflection you know if i look at if we took like, back to what if you're blind to the hurdle you can't self-reflect and some people can never and some people won't ever and nobody and this is what let's I'll say go they do self-reflect but they're just so oblivious to that don't being then. a hurdle because my point is, is nobody is self-reflecting properly if you're automatically blaming something. So you take the oh, example okay. of, oh, okay, I'm in lockdown. I gained loads of weight because I started eating more carbohydrates. That's not self-reflection. That's assigning blame to something. That's already yeah. finding the blame before you've even self-reflected when you're the problem. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're the one telling yourself, actually, no, I'm blaming something else for this. Again, that's not self-reflection. The oh, minute it opens you your like fucking that. mouth and you say, no, it was something else, that's not self-reflection there are times you have to work through that self-reflection to realize there could be some compounding issues yeah. but you've got to then realize that you were the one doing certain things or doing certain sure. actions before you blame sure. it on something so yeah. minute or yes. you know and i think time and time again people forget that it's like oh i have thought about it but then i've just blamed somebody else for it you know okay, i've worked with so many mean. people where it's like Oh yeah, my husband can't do this, or my my children won't allow me to. I mean, it's just like I get it. Do you know what I mean, there's so many environmental factors, but that is yeah. not self-reflection. I, you know, you can look 
at your life in intricate detail or you can just glaze over it and some people just glaze over it and that's absolutely fine sure. but are you ever going to feel very fulfilled never like and i've i've not worked with one person no. especially those that think they always know better or they you know oh god forbid that they could ever do something wrong or they're maybe brought up to believe that they're perfect and that you know with academia brings fucking all of this and i'm superior to everybody else i've worked with so many people like that and i didn't work with them for a very long period of time because it's absolutely unenjoyable yeah. where people are just <laughs> un- <laughs> unable to self-reflect the minute you go do you know what maybe you should look at yeah. this because how, this is they're like fuck you you're wrong how about a refund yeah like <laughs> it's you know that's the thing that's the reality and i think certain cultures yeah. bring in that like and i'm not going to lie about it we've worked with multiple multiple global like across the world with loads of different cultures and loads of different people and there's certain cultures which just don't match up to what you would expect and that's absolutely fucking remember fine. when we trained a whole did online training for a whole bunch of bunch of people in zimbabwe and we would like literally put to our limits with regards to like dietary choices food oh my God, availability I had to do, like, nutritional plans for like people <laughs> that were like i can't even get and it was like yeah no no do you know, the only reason we did that in zimbabwe was because we did a giveaway this was fucking ages away i never yeah, did a giveaway again what a waste yeah. of time um i'm sorry nobody's getting shit from me like um i give far too much away on a day-to-day basis i feel anyway my soul um but no i do think you know there's there's always limiting factors of things but it's definitely not blatant you know like i was actually having this conversation with my mum the other day where i was just like you you aren't we are not as much as my mother gave birth to me and your mother gave birth to you and you know what I mean and we're related like the same as I've got a sibling my sister and you've got brothers you know we're not the same fucking people we have paths completely different lifestyles and that is also another thing why we can't compare each other like we can't like the whole way through my fucking life like my younger years to my teenage years I did direct comparison to my sister always because my sister was you know, older than me by like 18 months. Yeah. She was more academic. There she was, was in better shape. Uh, she was the high school sweetheart. There's also a you know. touch of uh, favoritism. Yeah, well, yeah, in a, in a strong sense, yes. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> you know, you've got to let shit go these days. Um, Is that your motto today? Like, let, shit know, let shit go. I just feel like there's no point. Like, there's just yeah. absolutely no point. Like, I do sometimes overanalyze other people's behaviors and situations and just think, why the fuck would somebody do that? And then I'm just like, because they're a bit of a cunt, to be quite honest with yeah, you. Actually, and I think that's okay to sometimes accept. I know people are like, oh my God, that word's so awful. Um, it's sometimes the only just way to describe somebody that's, the, you, know, some, you know, some people are just not nice. I think if you've done a lot of self-reflection and you realise that there are certain times where you've fucked up or you've done things that you're not happy with or not pleased with or not, you know, that you can then just be like, it's not assigning blame to somebody, but sometimes you can't excuse other people's behaviours and sometimes it's not even worth it. It's not even worth like going past it. So you just got to move... You learn this, do you yeah. know what I mean? I've learned this so much since being like yeah. more prominent online my, throughout my, the fight. Uh, just there's no What was point. Uh, Richard's favourite saying? If you argue with a fool, you are a fool. 
Yeah, it's so true. And we learn this time and time yeah, again. Just... Trying to move, make your point, really educate. It's not like we've spent years of fucking, you know, degree level and all of this intricate workings of qualifications and spent time and time again researching ourselves to then be told you're wrong when you're like, you know you're right. There's no yeah. point. Yeah, there's when no point. Somebody, it's like when you say to someone, when in human psychology, when you say to somebody no as the first part of the sentence, they've already automatically got yeah, either annoyed off. or they've switched yeah. off. And it's these things where it's how you communicate with people to understand that to get your point across. Mm. And why the fuck are we wasting our time? We can't yeah, help like you seven sometime, billion people. Yeah, you just sometimes just you flogging yeah. a dead horse when it comes to trying to change people's opinions with regards to anything in life, whether it's politics. Do you know what? I'm not going to lie, and I think this is totally normal, because I think people think that we're like superior in a way because we have this routine in place with like nutrition training and we're just like so healthy on a daily basis but you know there's been do you know how many times i wanted to like we used to live in fulham so we were like by the river i literally want to lob my phone like literally directly into the river thames I and jump everybody, in following it like you know everything I mean? and just thinking fuck this yeah i think everything in life everyone's got their strengths and weaknesses and just because our strengths are nutrition training and all that kind of stuff doesn't mean that we haven't got weaknesses in other areas of life that are you know vast and just to think that How everybody fucking making this? no i'm just saying like there's obviously like upon self-reflection i'm sure there's a lot there's a lot of things that you and i would could both agree on that we we think that we could have done better and should be doing better in yeah, um, and if without self-reflection, we would never have realised that. Yeah, so, you know, it's not like we're on our high horse and thinking that we're better than other people because, you know... It's like the last thing, just... but I do know... we Like, this is the what I like thing is I'm not better than other people in any way, shape or form, but in certain aspects of my professional career, I am, do you know what I mean? And that's because I've fucking educated myself enough yeah. and I have a huge passion in it. That's the reality. And if you're passionate about something, you're more willing to learn about it. And, you know, I really, you know, we say this time and time again, like we really, any job I was going to do in a sense that was going to be successful as a career was going to help people in some way or yeah. another. I just, I could never, I don't know, I'm just not somebody that can cannot just help somebody like and i think that's that itself and self-reflection has bitten me in the fucking arse so many times like i've given far too much value to people that have literally given fuck all back yeah. i've given you know what i mean and this is the thing like you've you know, got to it's, learn you've, you've got, got to learn, learn. That's you know anyway and self-reflecting is generally when you failed because failure is, is part of, of human of well, a human's of existence. Failure. Exactly. So once you failed and you're like, shit, that didn't go the way I wanted it to go, that's when you need the self-assessment, uh, self self-reflection to then be like, okay, well, where did I go wrong? And how how this time around, when, once I've dusted myself off and, you know, go back to reattempt whatever goal you're trying to achieve, you know, that's where you're able to find those nuggets of, of knowledge where okay that potentially was a hurdle that was counterproductive to my goals this is how i should then approach it going forward is by making that a self-assessment after you've potentially had a hiccup but i also think it's really important that like most of the time and i will speak completely this is from my own journey and i mean having helped so many people through theirs it's also a massive factor to theirs as well 
you are going to make this mistake potentially like three, four, five, six times before you learn from it. It's not always the first time mm, yeah. that you make a mistake. You're like, fuck, I need to change something. Wow, do you know what I mean? It, it tends to be a repetitive behavior that you start to catch up on yourself. Like yeah, it doesn't necessarily make one, you know, because you do one thing doesn't mean that it's effectively going to be life changing. You know, sometimes you need to repeat this mistake on countless times to realize yeah. that it's just counterproductive to anything you're trying to either achieve or get to. And and you know I think this is a, you know if you don't learn from something then you're going to repeat the behaviour until you do do you know what I mean and, and you've got to when those processes do repeat itself and it's starting to wear down on you you've got to literally take it and fucking break it like it's like it's yeah. and you know as I said like I think it's very easy to say that oh when you make one mistake you've got to go and refine and just overanalyze your life and just hope that everything goes really well no like most of the time Let's talk like financial. I'm sure many people listening to this will also understand how many times where like your emotions might be a bit low, you know, or you're feeling a bit shit, uh, or you're just feeling like you want some kind of support or at or attention or uh, I guess satisfaction for something, and you end up going spending like tons of money on like just shit that's going to try and make you feel better for it to only arrive, and then you're like, okay, cool. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And you realise that actually remorse. I shouldn't have spent that money. It's actually yeah. made me feel worse because now my yeah. bank account is as low as my fucking feelings. <laughs> and like I've got something I don't know where this satisfaction is coming from. But yeah. this is a very prone thing that happens. You know, you know, when I was at my lowest, when I was like I guess like the whole way through my weight loss journey, I wasn't always super happy. You know, there were times where I had to like really be quite uncomfortable to the point where I found other vices. So like the whole way through my weight loss journey, like I smoked cigarettes because that was a vice to me, like being able to be consistent with one thing. Yeah. Now, is that a good thing? No, like you've still got a vice that you're leaning on. And it's exactly the same as when I started yeah. to lose a lot of weight and I couldn't eat at night and I couldn't hide food yeah. and I couldn't go and binge that I would then end up spending money at like two in the morning. Do you know what I mean? Was that compounding my sleep morning. and like doing this just to get that, oh, what I've got something coming. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like- What were you buying? Oh God, I used to buy so much random shit. Like, you know, I've been on Vestia Collective just like selling like all my designer wallets. Like how many fucking designer wallets as well? I didn't even use a wallet. I mean, like literally, I literally use like my, I've used my phone most of the time for context. Like I, I had a hideous, I used to just buy like things that I thought, you know what, like I shoes. need that right in there. Mm. Trainers was quite Shoe bad, trainers. but then at least they were like productive. Trainers, like at least like something I wear. Like fashion was it like jackets and jumpers and stuff like that. But like I was like when we when I was very overweight and I didn't action and self reflect. What I used to do when I wanted to do something which was erratic that yes. wasn't drugs or like drink or like yeah. is I would then go and buy like extreme fat burners online do you know what I mean like fuck I literally I said to Mark the other day do you know who I used to buy from fucking unbelievable yeah. Jodie Marsh I'm sure because she was the only woman yeah, that was Marsh like representing bodybuilding and I, I always knew that I wanted a physique like slightly like a bodybuilder not because I'm warped just because I like it and I like the training style yeah. and I like what it brings but I, you literally bought her they were called Semtex do you know what I mean yeah like, they were pretty fuck. decent as well that what is a fat burner, the, Mark? Yeah, I mean, we all used to F, ephedra, CLA, oh. ephedrine. Uh, yeah. What else was it? The original Jacked 3D was basically used to make people uh, athletes piss hot. So this um, is the thing, like you know, caffeine not, tablets. 
I would be literally having a heart Oof. attack and I wouldn't have even like, you know, and, and then put like cocaine intake or something on top of that. Yeah, and, then, and it's a and fucking then, recipe for disaster. Mix in re- yeah, recreational drugs and then alcohol and then not sleeping and then... Poor d- nutrition. Poor and then nutrition. not moving enough. Yeah, I mean, it's like a combination. The recipe, of like we looked at photographs of ourselves, it was like for six, seven years ago. And like, I don't know, but I looked ropey. My face, yeah, fuck, you can just tell. Like, and I was not even as old as I am now, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, it's it's true that that, like, it wasn't seven years ago that we were taking Semtex. It was much longer than yeah, that. Yeah, it was but, ages like, ago. The, in a sense of just, like, what you can, like, when we were working, heavily yeah. working, and we didn't focus on anything other than work, where we were training on average, like, 15 clients a day, like, you know, dealing with some very high net worth individuals with a quite a lot of pressure on you to just always be there and fucking, you know, yeah. it took a toll on us massively. Like we didn't eat properly. Do you know what I mean? We'd have like 12 almonds and like a fucking coffee. And then we'd like yeah, go and like get I a mean, takeaway, like fucking Nando's yeah, and just we like gorge super, in the evening. Super, super, super unhealthy. At like 10 in the evening. Cause we'd only got back from work at like, you know, and you know, and if you literally looked, like our sleep was shit. We'd go to bed at like 11 and have to wake up at like 3.30 or 4. Like, what the fuck? And my skin, I ne- I've been oh, blessed God, with yeah. great skin the whole way through my life. But apart from then, and I look yeah. at photos and I, both of us just Picky. look like puffy. There's no other way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, and we were smoking as well, which doesn't help. Yeah, I mean, like nothing really like helps in those sense. Smoking, what, like five a day? Um, yeah, but this was years ago. So yeah, it was ages that, ago. But I, I do think... I think everybody had a cigarette back in the day. Do you know what I mean? Like when you two... Clients of mine still have cigarettes and they don't tell the Yeah, husband. I mean, everyone rocks up to the gym with chewing gum and smells like an ashtray and there's, there's guys that literally smoke Oh my God. Like in, in between their sets. To like, be honest with you, there's genuinely a sign in our gym that like, says, no, two signs, no smoking and no vaping. Like, can you even believe that that's in a facility? Like, yes, because that's because, yes, the because facility uh, uh, allows the younger generation the. No, it's not the, the younger generation. Head. It's the fucking older generation no, that are worse. No, it's the younger generation. Who are the ones that are smoking outside? Everybody that's like 40 plus years old. 40, 50, 60. Don't lie <laughs> no, to me. No, they're the ones that are vaping. Who are the ones that in the cubby holes of the gym have cigarette packets, at least two or three? Are they well, 50 the, years yeah, old or are the they 20? trainers. <laughs> I mean, like personal trainers, the people reason people smoke in, in our industry is because mm. like it's the only like break you ever get sometimes. That's why. I think that's honestly why. I'll never forget like people making the assumption that just because you are a personal trainer within the industry that you live like a like a monk or like a nun. But now we do. Yeah, I'm saying now we do, but <laughs> like to be the quite general with you, now we fucking your average your average PT I this is a vast statement and I'm stereotyping but your your average PT you know likes to have a good time. Well, there was always this thing in the industry is that alcohol, like in the sense of like the the physique industry, is the fact that alcohol would obviously make you gain weight because it was like additional calories. But yeah. there's two things that don't, drugs and smoking. And that's why like when you ever went to like a Christmas party with a load of trainers, fucking hell. Oh my Jesus days. Christ. Like it was like the whole of Narcos like in fight inside a fucking nightclub. You might as well have had the Mexicans transporting directly to the table. The drugs that were taken Literally. because it was like the leanest way of just getting completely and utterly fucked up it was it was eye-opening actually when i came into school i was like fuck i've already had enough problems with drugs as it is i don't think i need to make this worse creatures but people that you think would be like 
the pre and postnatal like yummy mum. Uh, do you know what yeah. I mean? Who would be like fucking racking and railing yeah. lines up. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. you'd yeah. be like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Clearly, the Lululemon hasn't fucking satisfied yeah, you. The Lululemon <laughs> ambassador. Yeah. yeah, like literally, his, his yeah. yoga and mindfulness just exactly. fucking literally snorting lines exactly. of cocaine. And I have seen it happen so much. Exactly. Um, just like the most the most twatted ones were the ones we always like, like the yoga instructors or the Pilates instructors. <laughs> I know. Just getting absolutely fired up. It was like they always had to have that really like pristine approach to like looking after people and moving people yeah, gently. Super. But in, when they turned up at raffles, it was a completely yeah. different story. Jeez, oh my days, raffles. Fucking hell, yeah, we don't need to talk about raffles. When you go anymore. upstairs to the, the private uh, members area, then you just, that's when you start to see things that you question reality. To be fair though, we do watch quite a few programmes on TV which are questionable to say the least. Like how many have we watched recently of just like sex, like not, it's, this is not like Pornhub guys, do you know what I mean? Like we were watching one on Pornhub the other day. <laughs> Were we watching Pornhub or were we watching something we on Pornhub? We weren't watching Pornhub, Mark. Our relationship is fine. Um, no, we weren't, we weren't watching, watching, we were watching actual porn. porn. We were watching a program on Pornhub. Yes, which Not was to about... say that there's anything wrong with watching porn, but... Well, it's think, actually quite fascinating, the porn industry. And how it works. I think it really depends. Like, there's uh, people, you know, the people make. I genuinely think if you're watching a, other people have sex, I feel like it does spark something in a human's brain where you're like, mm. I think, I think <laughs> the accessibility of it is a bit worrying considering the younger generation growing up. Is, yeah, is, but like, Mark, I mean? like, you know, people away. of my age were getting fingered on the dance floor at like 13. Yeah, That's getting, so inappropriate. You've been alive for 13 years but getting and you've got fingered fingers and, inside Yeah, of you. but getting fingered and potentially being like what, what time seven did... years old and watch and coming across like a gangbang when you're on your phone. Yeah, especially gonna... if it's come from your dad's iPad or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like back in the day, like for us to, for us to watch porn, it was buying a magazine or going to... You know, it's almost facilitate. embarrassing. It was like I mean? an like effort was... to go and get porn. Do you know what I mean? Like, even in the days of dial up, you'd sit there and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to sit here for four days waiting for a picture to download. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Patience. Sad fuck. Did patience. You know, patience. Oh my God. You just sit there, you're like, what was it? Some like 50 <sighs> year old woman with like tits hanging out that were like rock hard and like a vagina that was like a proper porn pussy. I think the first time was like a guy bought a magazine to school. It was obviously his dad's magazine and it was like pretty softcore. There was no vagina, it was just boobies and dudes went You can't ballistic. even say, can you say like, Breasts. please don't say, don't say boobies. I honestly want to throw you out the okay, window. Well, you yeah, and then dudes went crazy, crazy for it. It's because you imagine Fluffy. your little penises rubbing in between our wonderful breasts whilst they're rock hard and fake. Jeez, are you like trying to do like a Nigella? In Nigella for like porn, yeah, yeah, I'd be great. I mean, like, I would be great on the phone with somebody. I'd just be faking it the whole fucking way. You'd have to sound sexy though. Oh, okay, sorry. Give us your sexy, sexy. Give me your sexy voice. Okay, hold on. Let's let's role play. Ring, 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 ring. Oh hi. <laughs> no, I'm not paying you to laugh, though, am I? You need to sound sexy. Okay, well, it can't take you fucking seriously. Why? So... I'm phoning in. Okay, well, you paid either. me a pound a fucking minute. Okay, Off you go. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Ring, ring. Okay, well, where's the beeping? What have I got okay, to pick up straight away? Okay, you need away? to answer the phone. Yeah, okay, I'm fine. Ring, 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 ring. Ring, ring, okay. Yeah, what's up? Oh, hi, baby. <laughs> 
Hi, how are you? you? Real... Oh no, you wouldn't say that. You'd be having your fucking yeah, okay, dick okay, in your okay. hands I'm having so your I'm so horny. I'm so, mum's throbbing. What are you wearing? You'd have to ask me. What am I? Okay, I'm asking you, what are you wearing? I'm wearing. <laughs> what are you wearing? Your favourite panties wedged up. <laughs> You're wedged away. Oh, wait, you. Right. Are you trying to fucking now try and tell me what I'm meant to say? I don't think we've ever role played like this, have no. we? Clearly. <laughs> what would you. Like, um, oh, yeah. Like, literally. Oh, any, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, baby, yeah. You've got your dick's so hard. You oh, kind of sound a little bit Asian. Oh my god, that is not okay to say. What, like, no, isn't you look to me like you've done something wrong there? <laughs> oh, I don't think I should have said that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're like, oh yeah, like, well, you, big, okay, right, you okay. big boy. Here's me, here's me, okay? Yeah. Here's yeah. me. I haven't had my vagina touched in 45 years, and I'm ringing fucking Dude Line or whatever it's fucking yeah. Dude Station, okay? Yeah. I'm ringing. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, ring, good. ring. What are you saying? What am I saying? Um, I just hello? really want you to... Okay, okay, okay. No, let's go. Hello. I just really want you to strum my clitoris. I'm going to strum your clitoris like a bass guitar. Is that what you're, you're going to say? And then I can just imagine you doing like an air vagina. guitar. Like, you're going to slap... slap your vagina. That sounds awful. Like Mike Tyson in his heyday. <laughs> can you just Should see the theme here? Do you want to I'm pulverize me? your bean like Jack and the Beanstalk. Okay, it's not always about coming up with like a phrase. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you meant to keep the conversation going. Like, are you wet? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, are you dripping? Is that... Do I need to put down a warning? Do you, this Floor is, the, is It's not wet. like, hi, have you fallen from fucking heaven because yeah. you are fucking... You know what I mean? Like, it's not... It's literally like... You're meant to keep the conversation like flowing. I'm stroking my massive dick. Oh, <laughs> my dick's throbbing for you. I could yeah. do a man's probably better than a woman. Oh, um, let's put it this way. We're not going to quit our day jobs. <laughs> it seems like we've got autism over this. Like, literally. <laughs> um, but no, I guess in general terms, like, we have watched a few programmes that have highlighted it. Just amazed me, though. I do think, like... I feel like I'm missing out in life without having, like, a kink. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Because I feel like people that have like kinks, they get so much like pleasure from fulfilling those kinks that it kind of like shapes their entire personality. So it must be quite a altering Just experience. Just imagine being like Mark at the office though, and then Mark at the Christmas party like arrives in like a PVC suit, um, PVC, you know what I mean? What well, not PVC, that's blue, isn't Rob, it? You're, you're basically it describing uh, Lomax staff party when someone rocks up with like a ball gag in their mouth yeah and they're like come fuck me in the toilets do you know what I mean yeah, you're like what do you know what I mean time. I thought you dudes. were fucking a school teacher like you know it's dudes it's... used to say to people that we know like can you please come and fuck my wife so I can watch yeah that's so fucked up yeah. and you know what so All many the people time. we know so many people so many people <laughs> yeah I mean and there's I, I think I think it's like I, I don't think a kink forms you. I think it's a bit weird. And I think that's probably that's a but problem unless your wife or your partner you... is on board with it. I think that, that if if your if your partner's not on board with it, that's when you've got fucking yeah, problems. Yeah, but like you you know, you do see some of these when they fulfil their kinks and they seem to be quiet. Yeah, but like imagine if the kink was like There's so much that goes into a kink as well. Do you know what I mean? It's the organisation, it's the planning, 
it's the anticipation, it's the action of the kink, it's the, you know what I mean? Like, this is the thing that I've noticed a lot with the... <laughs> I've noticed with, with my kinks, is that... <laughs> with people, with these types of uh, kinks, is like, the, it's so it's more, it's also as much as the planning and the preparation, as, do you know what I mean? And like, the requirement of certain things. And when we watch that old lady who was like in spandex not spandex leather yeah i don't think you even know what the material is let alone like she had like she had all the kit i can kind of like understand i can i've always understood escorts not prostitution i just find that that's really sad um because if you're a prostitute most of the time not most well a lot of the time it is it's like you have to do it do i mean to to make a living or you're trafficked and it's like horrific but escorts is is a chosen career for like a lot of people yeah. and i definitely see like the need and the desire for it yeah, but both like, men and women these are these i've are been approached so both. many times online for like weird fetishes like yeah, it's actually shoes. almost like really weird like it's really shoes, weird yeah. and like i in hindsight like i should have always sent my shoes to them because i would, would have made you, like 10 grand would you fart on a jar and send it to somebody yeah because you could just like get the dog to fart in it or something that's so like super like you can't like, would you not like put effort into the fart though and like cultivate it that's what i would do make sure my, my the people buying my farts got the best quality farts possible Oh, it's all placebo effect. You don't think that would escape from a jar? That was like, I don't know if anybody listening to this, but no, when we were growing doesn't. up, it doesn't. you had fairies in a jar that your parents could sometimes buy you. And I used to have a fairy in a jar, and apparently, like, if you released it, the fairy would actually come alive. And genuinely, this no, was implemented yeah. on us yeah. that it was like a magical fairy, and you open the jar. But, like, obviously, that was so factually and fucking correct. No, like, I, think if you, I think if you farted, like, a decent fart into a jar. I think it would stay there for a while. Whoever gets off on a fart is just like honestly not okay. They should head. be on a list. They shouldn't be. They should be on a list. Yeah, like list. you know, like Trumpathon. I don't know, like a oh yeah, the Trump list, <laughs> Donald Trump. Um, I just think yeah, no, like they. That's just fucking weird. Yeah. That's like feces. Like we were watching that pro. Oh my god, what were we watching? Hoarders. This- no, no, the woman that. They were trying to get her to stop eating her own feces. Shit, yeah, it was hoarders. Was that it was, hoarders? That was oh, the yeah, worst and she episode. couldn't smell. She couldn't... The woman was obviously psychologically... Obviously impaired, And she was eating actual... Her own shit. But not only that, she was shitting in a bucket and bottles. Oh and, God. like, her entire <laughs> house was, like... The floor, everything was like layered feces. And so it and had molds. She had bread and food, not even in the cupboard, just laying on the thing. And she would like pick the mold off the food. And the guys were like trying to reason with her, like, don't you smell like all the feces? And she was like, I don't understand. It's the damp in the wall that you guys are smelling. It's <laughs> not like, the feces. And she's like surrounded like, by like no. so much It shit. was the fact that you're like literally lying in it and it was so bad that the the council just knocked the woman's house down yeah oh my god how disgusting like can you actually even imagine like when we had a puppy and it shat in the house that was worse enough do you know what I mean? yeah. this is why i won't have a child god forbid with the nappies and the explosions but i've got such a weak stomach though i don't know if yeah, I Mark can is so pathetic with his stomach no yeah no don't like yeah. you were even when we even got a dog like you were like like yeah, trying to I pick still, up like <laughs> Makes me feel nauseous. But I do think there's there was plenty of programs that one of my me and my very good friend used to watch, which were 
the TLC programs where like women used to like eat air freshener or like have like relationships with inflatables or um, eat toilet paper, like yeah. tissue paper, like, like addicted tissue to paper. eating them. Like just imagine just like taking a roll of paper into like the office with you and just eating it. Can you just imagine? You're not normal. Like that's not fucking normal. But that's what I feel like. Kinks I'd are like, like to experience kinks of getting into like a little bit of a sexy vibe. Do you know what I mean? A few toys or whatever, fine, okay. But no, kinks where it's like boring. you're like tying stuff. somebody up, like like a yeah. bird or something, because you uh, think or that. Like, or like the guys that you see and uh, I've seen um, on Instagram in New York, like in this in the center of like Manhattan, hands and knees. In latex, like a dog. Walking. That's just happening in New York. It happens in London. One of my clients yeah, is telling me about that, it. I'm just fascinated by that. Like the a person that wants to do that, just be walked around like a dog in like a latex suit in front of literally the entire world. Obviously, they don't know who you are, but it's just. Well, it's the same as like when it's like so women. There's like women paid to like put men in cages i couldn't think of anything better bye-bye i think the worst <laughs> one has to be the the like the grown men who like to breastfeed and wear adult diapers and walk around and buy like to a be baby babies. that's fucking disgusting that's weird. i was talking with my client because there was this i saw this um news article that came so up weird. about what would um that a groom was found breastfeeding his mother on the day of the wedding by the bride, what would you do? A what? So that the groom, they're meant to be getting married, and the bride walked in on the groom breastfeeding his mother. Bre- how can you breastfeed? The mother breastfeeding him? Like or? giving him milk from her tits. Yeah, so it's other Being breastfed by her mother. Yeah, I think you just... Well, how is that the other way around? You just... He, she's giving it to him. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what you meant. Yeah, what, what was not meant about you that? You said he was breastfeeding his mother. That meant, oh, did that I? Would have yeah, that makes that, no sense, obviously. Which would have been even worse, because she would have been sucking But there was that whole tip. thing, like, when, when society was okay with humour in the UK, like, and now it's just, like, everybody's a snowflake, but, like, Little Britain and stuff, like, Bitty, and, oh, like, you know, it's, that really pushed the fucking limits. But hilarious, absolutely <laughs> fucking hilarious. Like, and people will never forget that humour. Like, that yeah. is one, was one of the best TV shows no, ever. British humour is, is top class. Like, the, some of the old school stuff, Monty Python, and stuff is also pretty jokes oh god that's such an old-fashioned thing to say and they want to bring monty python back and i'm like you're all fucking geriatric just give it a break do you know what i mean no, nobody it's... can be whacking staff now do you know what i mean like nobody can be like behaving or saying the things now because unfortunately most of it's to do some with people race still do south park sexuality like and like you know god forbid you should call somebody not a they these days um which is fucking bizarre, in my opinion. But, you know, we move on. It's not her. I just feel like you lose your identity when you're not... Okay, that's... I think it swings in so many different ways and you can't look at it like black or white, you know. There's... If you go to Africa, you know, there was uh, that f- very viral video of a presenter asking the Ugandan president if he would sit down with... The leaders of the LGBTQ plus oh, well, community, gay... and the guy literally just started laughing. He just started laughing. Did you not laughing. see what the Ugandans was brought in? Death penalty. Yeah, they no, ever explained. Yeah, That's so, fucking horrific. You know I mean? Like so, grow up. Whilst everybody's, you know. 
but that's also different cultures. So this is the thing that like, yeah, we can never culture. understand. It is a very different culture, and I'm definitely not pro in any way. But from a Western point of view, that's horrific. But yeah. for the cultural of that country or that continent, like you know, it's we don't know that because we're just not that. Do you yeah, know what I mean, I mean like, we're not we're living it. We're not. Just started cracking up, and then everyone started laughing. It was such a ridiculous request that everybody just lit thought it was a joke. I don't think it's a ridiculous request. I think there's been. I a, think for that for certain cultures, it one is thing a ridiculous that I kind of like is like, have we lost all sense of just like who people are? Because if if somebody said to me, "This is my friend Mark," I would normally think that Mark is a man. Do you know what I mean? And that's just like because Mark is a man, a male name. Okay. Yeah. The same with like if you were to speak to and somebody would say, "Oh, this is Emma," I would say, "Oh, it's it's a girl." Do you know what I mean? It's a woman. But now we have to tell people. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I've I... never had somebody, like, unless I'm in, like, a deep conversation, um, sort of, refer, like, she, I don't know, it's just a bit weird. Like, I get asked all the time, like, what are your pronouns? Like, well, my name's Georgia. I'd hope it's either going to be referred to as George and I'll be come across like a man, or it's Georgia, yeah. do you know what I mean? And then I'm a girl, do you know what I mean? And I'm a woman. But... I do find it a bit strange. I think it is a very American, I have to say. It's very American to like have to put your pronouns at the bottom of your I just think email. that the, the people that are going to uh, miss out, not miss out, but the people that get impacted the most by you know this kind of narrative are just women in general. That's a fucking lie. Do you not think? I think women, women, you know, being told okay, that, right, no, it's that, a bit of history that, here. You, you know, but like that whole thing with J.K. Rowling just saying that, like, women menstruate, which is, you know, you can go into the weeds about that, but it's like such a pivotal and life changing thing for a woman to happen on a monthly basis, and you know the hormonal cascade that a woman goes through on a monthly basis and then through menopause and stuff like that to completely disregard that altogether and disregard science and biology. I think it's quite obvious that we can't have another just gender kind of, in this. It kind like, of just plays down to, you know, the struggles that women go through on a consistent basis and then you go into athletic performance. Yeah, and I'm who's so missing against out on that. that. Again, women are missing out and it's just like instead of celebrating the uniqueness of women and, and like the unique struggles that women go through, it's just been hijacked to being like, no, that's not the case because I feel a certain way. You know? Yeah, um, but you know what? We're going to, at one point, we're going to do a podcast about how like fucking condescending men are in general on a day-to-day basis. Not you, I'm just like, you know, I think not the a condescending lot of nature of men comes down to insecurity, though it doesn't necessarily always come down to like, them thinking they're better than you it's just like an automatic kind of go-to because they feel vulnerable uh yeah i do but i also think it's just like it's so normal that they wouldn't even like self-reflect and see that you know what i mean like for, for example like mark always says to me like i just don't understand because i guess you come from a zimbabwean side but like there were people whilst you were growing up who were in your family friends or circle who were quite showy offy with money should we say that would like want to know people want to know what you're up to yeah. how much you're earning yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean and like but coming to the uk like 
we were quite like reserved of talking about money. Like my family's really reserved of talking about money just in general. And I'm actually quite a firm believer that going forward with our generations for people to understand the value of money, they probably actually need to see what their parents are making or how hard their parents have worked to get to those positions to then understand the expectation of like a certain life. And I think that that would have really helped me and my sister with understanding like my, I never knew how much my father earned or what is it, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying and should you though? But I think yes, because it teaches, because I then had the expectation that, you know what, I'm going to do all of this and I'm going to have exactly what my dad's had because I've only seen him in the prime of his fucking... The reality is, is this is absolutely no fucking way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, and actually understanding that that expectation at certain ages is unrealistic. Mean, yeah. And that actually, do you know how you hard your father's like... had to work to get that? And how yeah. many, you know, he sacrificed so much when we were growing up. And, you know, yeah. and we don't see that we just see the monetary value which is oh i go to a private school i get nice things i go on nice holidays i live in a nice house my yeah. parents have got nice cars i get to yeah. do things you know what i mean i guess there must be a lot of people that are like you know in that similar situation where if you have to benchmark your success against the people around you you know and you're trying to benchmark your success against somebody who's i mean like but for example, that much further, like, that much further experienced, that much more, uh, they potentially could be much higher than you in a, uh, in an organisational structure. I guess if you're always having to benchmark against people that have potentially got more than you, then or are in different situations to you or circumstances to you, then that could also have a negative impact on. Because, like you said, like I know quite a few guys whose dads were, uh, let's say, in the mining sector in Zimbabwe and made millions and millions, of, literally millions and millions of dollars, and have kind of formed their personality, their habits, and everything around trying to aspire to be like their father, which I guess in that context, there's a time and a place, do you know what I mean, for people being making uh i think some of it does come down to luck i, do, I genuinely you know, think just being in the right yeah exactly so but then you even though you potentially have quote unquote a better upbringing in the fact that you've had, potentially had nicer holidays and things like that doesn't necessarily reflect on you know the fact that for example, our generation can't just jump onto the property ladder. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... But back then, if you were diligent enough and you had a good enough job, you the the, the chances of you being able to get on the property ladder and, and starting to accrue wealth through the uh, appreciation of, of bricks and mortar, then it makes it that much harder to kind of be... When you like, well... I just don't think we've had the education. I don't think we've had the strictness on strictness, yeah, on, on money that what our generations above us had. Like, I don't think. I think we are now more than ever allowed to take out so much on credit. I think yeah. we are allowed to loan. We always look like we've got nicer things when it could be on loan or borrowed or rented, yeah. or and we never disclose it unless like you're paid to do so. And you know, and this is these are the things where people are building these expectations that they need at certain ages no. where like if you took my 
like parents at my our ages right now they didn't have any of that they were working really fucking hard but they also weren't seeing it they had luxury things don't get me wrong like they strove to have nicer things or a nicer house and they worked for it but they didn't see all this endless spending where it just kind of demoralizes the value of money altogether like you Mm. see people who have literally just been a personality of some degree or an influence some degree make millions at the age of like 20 and you're like oh my god that's so amazing she's so successful it's like what's she done like all she's done is wear shit or just say hi guys just to let you know about my life and then that's suddenly a career i'm not saying that it's not a successful financial career but it's almost fucking weird because now we have the choice and chance to engage and see what others have and how others live so much that we effectively live through that. We're like, oh, mm. we need that, otherwise we're not successful. Or, And yeah. I do think, like, I know it in the sense of a parent to a child, like, I do think, like, they're telling them, like, daddy earns X amount of money per year is... is you've got to do it in a way which is very educational because it could be like daddy earns fucking mid- millions of pounds a year and it's because he's got yeah. enough and that comes across incredibly pretentious yeah, and, doesn't, I mean, and like if I spoke to like there my could cl- be a child that's like six so then I'm not just I'm not going to aspire to anything because I know that I'm going to be financially set up or fine and we've 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 know and worked with loads of people that know that their parents are incredibly wealthy and they're basically just crackheads because they know that they're going to inherit yeah, yeah, loads of money. But, you know, if I spoke... I was speaking to a client the other day and she said that her eldest daughter, who's only five, said to her the other day, like, Mummy, there's this girl at school and she doesn't have somebody looking after her or keep picking up. Her mum picks her up at school. And, like, my client was like... Yes, that's because her mum is doing the mother's job and doesn't have a nanny. Do you know what I mean? But isn't it normal for somebody to look after us? You know what I mean? It's like a nanny costs like 50 to 100k a year in the UK for like a British nanny. Like it's like, and like she's that expectation of like seeing help or seeing, you know what I mean? It's now cemented in a five year old. She was like, oh my God. She literally said to her daughter, no, please stop thinking like that. You know, mummy and daddy work full time. That's why you have a nanny because otherwise. Yeah, it's not just like a default. Yeah, like it's not a default so, but this is the thing like I do I do think like not saying at the age of five like daddy earns or mummy earns this amount <laughs> of money but I think when it comes to the age where you're giving your children like allowances or digital money of some degree which it is moving forward now they do, you don't have pocket money like change and cash you have like fucking a transfer like you have your own cards that like you're contactless at age fucking three you come out you're contactless do you know what I mean you know and this is the worry is the fact that that two pounds a week or 20 pounds a week or 10 pounds a week or the allowance you got every month or whatever that Pokemon is becoming just, it's just numbers. It's not actual physical items. I think actually teaching a child with physicality, like when the tooth fairy comes and here's two pounds under your pillow, you fucking pumped. You go and spend it on some stickers at the stationery shop or a packet of sweets. Like, but now it's like mummy's transferred you ten pounds to your account. Okay, gone. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not the same as like giving and receiving. Like my grandparents used to always like hand me like cash. Do you know what I mean? When I was younger, like me and my sister like some rolled up notes in like I think you know it's just like a little bit of a grandparent no, thing. It's a very grandparent thing. Like, to what do is it like? Now. Oh, we've just transferred it to Beatrice's fucking bank account. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. It's not the same. The value's not there. We just see it as coming and going at the moment. It's like comes into the account, it goes. Like, 
I've said that for the past like two or three years, like moving house, moving country. It's like comes in, it goes, it fucking goes. Like literally, it's like in, it out, like Bye. literally. And you're like, oh my god! But you can't even get tied up with just numbers. It's inflated. You know what I mean? Like that could all disappear tomorrow. Like what happened in Zimbabwe? Do you know what I mean? You could oh, have geez, a bank account. Yeah work bloody fucking hard and then they just change it. Switch, the old switcheroo. Yeah, just switch it fucking off and then suddenly that, that value that you think you're worth, do you know what I mean, is now gone. Yeah, literally like, overnight. And so there is something to say that like, I, I do like a bit of cash. I used to get paid quite a lot of cash in London. It was wonderful. I love the <laughs> smell of cash. Mm. Yeah, now it's all plastic. It like slips out cash. your pocket, slips out your hand, slips into fucking buying things. Yeah, not the new about. cash, the old cash. The, old you know, cash the old was fucking stuff, great. 50 yeah. pound notes. It was either drug dealers. The Saudis. The Saudis or us that had 50 pound yeah. notes. So well, literally, if you paid them 50, they'd look at us like, Oh no, bro, Russian. Like, I've got drugs. Russian ladies. Russian ladies. Yeah, but let's just say Russian, Foreigners. Saudi, like Middle Eastern. Yeah. Like I used to get paid vast amounts. I used to get Middle paid Eastern. when I used to uh, train the granddaughters of the king of Saudi Arabia. They used to pay me in fifties that were still wrapped at the, from the yeah. Bank. That's when you just know they've gone fucking they, straight they to the vault. They were not. They had never been in circulation. They were the crispiest notes, still wrapped. And then what you do, what do you do, Mark? What do we do? We take all the money back. We go and put it in a drawer to take to the bank at the weekend. Then only realise our cleaners stolen all of it. <laughs> I mean, you've always got to bring up the negative. I'm oh, sorry, but this, these are times of self-reflection. It's yeah. fucking key. You've always got to bring like, up the negative. That was the dumbest idea we ever had. Yeah. We thought it was in like the most. It, well, no, we didn't think that. We were just naive to think that nobody. We were too would busy. Steal like we were like, okay, us. well, we can't take it to the bank now. We'll take it on and the weekend. This woman opened not even wasn't even hidden it was in a drawer no mark it was in a bose headphone case i actually fucking remember so discreet um and yeah she just helped herself so yeah i remember like like, we were going to the bank it was like wait i thought we had like and it's like oh my god she only took 700 and then she messaged me like hi i'm ill i can't come back and clean and i was like yeah because you've taken all my fucking money like literally yeah but in with self-reflection we learned Yes, exactly. With self-reflection, if we hadn't have learned from that, we'd have continually done it. And I think it was that whole thing that when you did have a lot of cash, you had to be aware yeah. of like. But I think right now, don't put your money in the fucking bank. Have it under your bed unless you're going to get arm robbed, um, because it's no benefit. Is that like literally? There's no benefit. Like we just lose money. Do you know what I mean? Unless you're invested in something, having your money like all your money in the bank is like. Probably one of the worst things you can do, do you know what I mean? To be honest yeah, with you. Especially I think that's one in of the today's climate, with all the banks closing down, you never know with a bank run could happen and all your money is gone. Yeah, I'll give you a prime example. My sister is on a... Oh, yeah, is, is formed a tech startup, really fucking, you know, successful one. She's had a lot of investment, American money put behind it. Mm. It was all in Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, and then overnight, it was like, have we just lost the whole business and Literally. all of our employees and everything that comes with it? Yeah. And thank God they obviously the government stepped, stepped in, in yeah, because otherwise, deposits. and they never moved all the money out of it. But like, it's yeah. it's it, those are moments where you're like, fuck, that's self-reflection. Like, maybe we shouldn't have everything tied up in one location. Or I'm not saying we need to be doing things like well, you need to do it. no, you just need to do your due diligence. Like everything in life, you need to. You can't just make rational, haste decisions. Or for whim, you need to sit down, you need to draw up the pros and cons to every decision, and then 
generally with self-reflection and self-assessment after you've had a bit of a hiccup you can always uh, put yourself on the right track or at least point yourself in the right direction so i'd say with self-reflection the worst things i think the worst things to swallow are death like when you're potentially you know in a very deep relationship or marriage somebody dies in it like and you just are left to the point where you don't know what you are without it I think that's one of the most horrific part forms of self-reflection like who am I without this person what do I do now I think another one would be um, when you make a huge financial investment or anything and you lose it all like or you've got to pay a tax bill that's fucking eye-watering and you have no idea where the fuck you're going to get the money from that's self-reflection Jesus should have done some fucking analysis on this do you know what I mean and I would also say like self-reflecting on your environment is probably one of the hardest things when you actually realize that maybe the people you're surrounded with don't have your best interests at heart and how do you how do you move forward with this self-reflection or have relationship people if it's compounding I think people's I think people generally sometimes don't self-reflect because they oh it's too hard they secretly understand and know everyone know like if we know ourselves the best and when you self-reflect you're always going to sometimes come up with some very painful truths that you don't necessarily want to contemplate or even attract those types of thoughts or connotations towards your life like I think if your mental health is very low well, if you if you're in a if if you're trying <coughs> to uh, you, losing weight as an example if you're losing weight and your partner or your friend circle that you that you spend time with are consciously or subconsciously self-sabotaging you or sabotaging you and you self-reflect and realize that that is your biggest hurdle then how do you overcome that you're going to have to make some pretty harsh sacrifices and decisions i think this is slightly contradictory if i'm honest with you because if you think somebody's self-sabotaging you, yeah. did they have a gun to your head? Or can you self-reflect enough to realise that you should stop deflecting the blame on others? Your environment might be an issue, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not the issue as to what's well, stuffing, say, you know no, what, 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 just, what, it's what about peer pressure, for example? Yeah, somebody like, who goes out on the weekend loads and doesn't necessarily want to feel like excluding themselves and you know peer pressure is applied whether it's from a friendship group but like how does it once you've self-reflected and you realize that that is your hurdle how do you address how do you address that well it would number one it's what what's your expectation your goal in life in general do you know what i mean is this going to compliment you does this bring you more good times than bad do you know what i mean has it had that much of a you know it really depends on how deep it really is like yeah. i've seen and i've and for myself can talk from this mm. that i was morbidly obese and i was surrounded by people that were not morbidly obese like yeah. in any way shape or form and so my self-reflection was why am i not the same as everybody else do you know what sure. i mean okay well i can't blame all of them for having their shit under control and I don't do you know what I mean and this is the reality is that you know if you are very overweight in a group of friends that are sabotaging you know sometimes like exactly what I did I had to swallow a really hard fucking pill 
And I literally took myself away from it. And right. I had to, because otherwise I probably was going to end up dead at like 25. Do you know what I mean? Like sure. that's the reality. And so am I grateful for it 10, 12 years down the line? Of course I am. Like, yeah. thank fucking God. Like, yeah. but in the time in that, it's like when you break up with somebody. Like Mark and me broke up once at the beginning of our relationship. It was like, for me, it was like, for, in fact, actually, we'll talk about this because I feel like I need to get off my chest. <laughs> We our relationship's doing really well at the moment, isn't it, Mark? Our relationship, yeah, I would say we yeah, our relationship yeah. is, is 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 thriving. Good, I'd yeah. say in the past few months, it's been actually quite good. I think I think environment has plays a huge role, and um, having self reflected, I think going to somewhere like Cape Town, for example, was a very good learning experience, and there's a lot of positives, but there were certain aspects of it that, you know, didn't really resonate well with us, and then having gone to and enduring what we went through with that horrible woman in London, being our ex-landlord, you know, it was very difficult for you, for us to to kind of find an equilibrium and I think now our general environment reflects our current relationship uh, tone of our relationship which is very positive well anyway when we had the last argument Mark we know we didn't have an argument I was talking about to Mark I think Mark's very dismissive sometimes and would ease no okay so we brought it up I said if we were to ever like break up or have a divorce like get divorced yes. I was like we were talking about the animals I was yeah. like you know, would you feel like, you know, you would need one of the animals or whatever? And Mark just said, no, I cut everything out of my life. Once it's done, it's done. I thought, yeah. oh my God, do you know what I mean? Do you not have any emotion? Because like, you're the most emotional person I fucking know. Like literally, and you just were like, no, once I'm done with something, I'm not, I'm just done with it. Like, I don't need it. I don't yeah. need anything to do with it. And I'm like, but wait, what about like, if there was years of memories or like, you think you just easily be able to cut out. I wouldn't out, say like, it's easy. It wouldn't no, be No, it's just like a difficult. breakup. Like when we broke up at the beginning of our relationship, yeah. like my mum had to get in contact with you because mm -hmm. you were so stubborn on talking mm -hmm. to me that mm -hmm. you literally were like, that's it, it's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it literally took I me was like very rude to your mother as well. And you were so rude to me, and you called me <laughs> stuff that is not appropriate. In fact, I still hold on to it. I remember my sister being like, "This man is not for you." Um, no. Like literally, like you fucking went at me. Yeah, because I've, uh, I. Um... Mark thought something happened between somebody else. In self-reflection. In self-reflection. Deflected all I just get very. Um, you know, I get I'm very hot headed, so I I generally react prior oh, to you think, thinking. Yes. That's hasty, but then I'm yes. also very stubborn. So once I've kind of reacted and made that decision in the heat of the moment, I am too stubborn to change my mind. You know what also, Mark can never remember what he said and I can always remember everything I say. I'm a woman for fuck's sake. Like I remember everything. I remember it exactly. And so Mark will go, no, I didn't say that. And I'm like, you're such a prick. Like literally, I'm like, you did say that. You can't, not, you can't even remember what day was yesterday. But no, in self-reflection, you know, mm. when we broke up and it's mm. the same as everything, like, you know, it's hard. You're like, fuck, oh my God, have I just like fucked something up? Do you know what I mean? That I really wanted. And it's the same. Like sometimes you have to, whether it's good or bad and it works out, it doesn't work out. Mm. It is that moment where you feel really sick to your stomach for like two or three weeks or two and three days, depending on how long the time is. And then it passes. You build into a new routine. You pull, like, 
like I remember my dad being like oh please stop dating people like that or you know what I mean like this is not going to bring you any benefit you know like please just have some patience and virtue like you know all of them like literally like and I'd be like no it's the love of my fucking life fuck yeah, you you definitely you know I mean? scarred your father we need we need there's like a there's like a a look he gets in his eyes and this like distant glaze that he has where he oh, like Jeremy. it's like PT it's like I would imagine PTSD. if if you asked somebody who was like in World War One Battle of the Somme or like um World War Two like that that distant like scarred PTSD look, that's what he has. So I, I don't know, I don't I don't know what you did to him, but he's basically why did fuck all? Do you know what I mean? I just grew up. That was a reality. I mean, yeah. I mean, did your look, sister do anything like apart from that one time? That where, everybody always brings up. Cause it's yeah. The only time she's Is that the only it. time she she literally? I think she's been a bit of a twat sometimes. My sister, like I'm sure, like yeah, I'm she's sure very she like is self. She's very... so selfish. Sometimes even having a conversation with her, I'm like, oh my god, like okay. Um, but then also, like I do think she's one of those things. She's so selfish, but she has a level of caring under there. Like we don't really, we don't. Me and my sister don't really have like a very commun. Like I don't really communicate to that many people by my guys, but. We don't have a very um, conversational relationship. We never have. Like, it's like we almost like... I know that if I was in dire need of something or there's been times with business where me and Emma have worked alongside each other with, like, clients or, like, putting people in contact with people, whatever. But... And I know that there's care there, but I've always... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I don't think she's ever... I really tested the waters, I think. So she but was, I also she, think it she comes down to how pretty, like, wet and liberal straight. your parents are. If your parents are not very liberal and they're quite uptight and they've been brought up a certain way, yeah. then you can only expect them to not be able to manage this and to like come and retract. And like, I even said this to my mum the other day. I was like, you know, until like I became a woman in which I had a voice, do you know what I mean, where I could actually like converse with people properly. I wasn't like a child and like, and I had an opinion on things. And same with my sister. Did it bring out the personality in my mum? So my mum was so uptight for like the whole of her life. She'll be like, she'll listen to it. She'll be like, what the fuck? But she was. She's only come well, to herself the... when she's actually realised that she's got two daughters who are quite strong, like strong-willed, like have formed their own pathways in life and have got a voice for something or somewhere where she's realised that actually, okay, this is fine. That's because her parents didn't entice her to talk. Sure. Because the same with you getting with me. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you were, like, the most silent. Mark had to, like, blink twice before looking in my eyes, like, when we first... I disagree with that. No, Mark, you always had your eyes closed when you were looking at me. Don't (sighs) fucking give me that shit. Because I was just trying not to get horny. From my boobies. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah? There you go. I was, like, trying to be professional, so I was just trying to, like, centre myself. no, you just so you got your eyes closed, like you're blind. Yeah, otherwise I would have just been fucking erect, erect. <laughs> raging. Um, no, I mean like, look, Mark couldn't really, and like even my grandma said it to me the other day. She was like, since you and Mark have been together, it's like Mark comes more and more of like a like not person, like you are a person, but like more and more con- like conversational and willing to speak and share, like. Yeah, but I've always been like that. I've never, uh, like, I'm yeah, a very since we've reserved been married, individual. You, you're not no, but like, now. I've like obviously, when I. Now. No, I am a, around other people. But I'm really reserved you, now around people, but around each other when yeah, you are. Yeah, but, but that's the be... sign of uh, people that 
are... No, but you're more free will to go and speak to introverted. people. Introverted. That's a sign of being introverted. Is like the more you get comfortable with people, then the more you come out your shell. But when you don't really know people and you don't understand their, you know, where the boundaries, where the lines are, then generally you just sit and figure your shit out first before you start to... But I do think people's energy brings to each other. Do you know what I mean? Like normally, for example... If I had a client who like, was fairly reserved, which I've worked with so many of them, do you know what I mean, of different nationalities, where if they were reserved, like, you obviously respect that, but then suddenly, because your energy is the way it is as a person, like, it brings out that energy in them as well, where you just actually start to just, like, talk, or, like, you're not as reserved, or you just feel more comfortable. Yeah. I would say that we've got... We're, we're very good at making feel people feel comfortable in our environment. Like, we're not... We don't have... I don't think it's always been like that. Like, I think in London, when we were, like, we did have very strong egos. But I still say I was quite pleasant to be around. Like, I wasn't, like, unpleasant. But, like, now I would say that, like, we're very... um, What's the word? Like, we don't, like... It's a lot of people you can come around in life who think that they're above you in certain ways. And I think, like, this comes about so much, especially in, like, gym environments Mm. and stuff. And I just never want to be like that. I don't know, like, I just really don't. Because it's, like, the most unfriendly, unwelcoming, most hostile... Yeah, like, but people ma- like that don't get very far in, in this industry in general. No, it's not in the sense of the industry. It's just in the sense of the, the actual surrounding, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just... No, in general, and that's, like, how we didn't build that. Them. Like, when we opened we opened the, the gym in Cape Town, that wasn't the case. The, the vibe that we created in the gym was exceptional. No, I'm not saying about our gym. I'm not saying. I'm saying like how your personality comes across to people to allow them to feel comfortable. And I say that we always want to make people feel comfortable. Like with the least, even though I can talk the hind legs off a donkey um, on a podcast, I also the same with like you know you can. You want pe- we're very good at making people feel comfortable like around you. You don't want to make yeah. people feel uncomfortable. I think we make them feel like. I think the reason why is because we care. People understand that we actually have their best interests at heart, and we actually, you know, we always bang on about this. But like, very, very few people, like less people than you can count on both hands, actually care, really care about your well-being, um, and. I think when once you work with us or or in that capacity or know us, like we are very caring individuals, and mm. you know, and you always you know where even, you like, stand with us as well because, like, even like Georgia said, if even if you need to be sometimes told the truth and it's a bit uncomfortable, then we're the type of people that will always just say what's on our mind. You know exactly where you stand with us. You know where you stand with us, but we're always going to give you a solution. Like, we're always, like, we'll say to you, like, you know what, that's the hard truth of it. Like, this is the reality, but that's how you're going to get there, or this is how you're going to sort it out, or this is how you're going to fix it. We never kind of, like, say our judgment and then just, like, not our judgment, it's our professional advice or opinion on something and then not back it up with how it can be sorted or fixed or thought yeah, of but, differently. But even with with our actual friends, you know, like people will always ask us for our opinion and we will always give it whether it's something they want to hear or they don't want to hear, do you know what I mean? Which people value. Yeah, I will literally never forget one of my friends messaging me who runs a like really successful catering business in London. Well, actually, I think it's around the UK now. Um like on like quite mass scale so they do like a lot of corporate stuff 
and she said to me like we're launching like a frozen range of foods like can I send you some so that you can like try them because we're wanting to go into the sporting performance market and like we know that obviously like you know we want to get like people that work with these people on a day-to-day basis opinion and also those that are qualified and I literally said I was like yeah sure like no worries and the food arrived I literally sent a message I hadn't even eaten it yet and I was like okay if you want to do sports performance why are we listing the salt content and the fucking fat content on the front of the packet and missing out like the vital things like protein you know the amount of calories you know what I mean like that's number one rule of sports performance food and she was like fuck like you're so right I was like yeah like I mean if you want to get investment behind something just think about what you've got to do to perform with that you know what I mean there's no point listening it's what fucks me off on all nutritional like packets Mm -hmm. you know is the fact they list like sugar salt like the most like irrelevant parts of the food and don't list the calories accurately on the front or they'll say like Oh, it's 100 calories if you eat a quarter of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, read it properly with the asterisks. And the same with, like, if you're going to do a protein-orientated food, the thing on the front of your packet can't not have the amount of protein written on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't say high protein and then you have to look on the back for the protein. You should have, like, it it reiterated on the front. And it's, it's like sports performance. So there's certain things you look at in the sense, you know, carb intake, protein intake, and literally like your calories, you know, digest, but yeah. So it's one of these things where if you're ignoring that as food marketing, but you're wanting to reach into a sports performance market, you need to know. And that was like a hard truth. Cause she was like, fuck, I've just printed like 7,000 labels all like that. And you're right. Do you know what I mean? How is that going to sell like as a sports performance food? If it doesn't fucking reiterate anything to do with well, sports, sports performance. performance. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's these things that you, you learn, but I guess on self-reflection, we can end the podcast here. Yeah. And But I think it was just good to talk today about just if you're in a moment where you feel like you're assigning blame to everything else in your mm. environment, your mm. life, anything mm. like that, please mm. just turn that onto yourself. Not the blame, but the understanding that you need to look at yourself. If you're reaching to other people being the problem yeah. or other things being the problem, most likely it's actually you and how you manage those situations. Mm-hmm. So... If you're gonna do anything this weekend coming, do a bit mm. of self-reflection, do a bit of fucking analysis. Mm. Nothing's impossible to fix, do you know what I mean, or to get sorted or to find a solution with. Mm. But you've actually just got to swallow it. Swallow it hard. But <laughs> not like babe station. Um, Don't spit swallow. Oh my Oh my god. Oh no, that's not that sorry. No, it's not. Oh yeah. Oh. Bye. <laughs> yeah, let's say you're sexiest by. <laughs> I'd I'd want to be like Spanish. I'd be like oh, Spanish. Ciao. That's Italian. Ciao. Oh fuck. <laughs> uh, wait, no. What's Spanish for goodbye? Uh, vamos. No, that's quick. No, vamos. Vamos means. Oh my god. Gracias is thank. Uh, hola. Hola. <laughs> fuck. Oh, no. Bon voyage. No, that's French. Bonjour. No, that's French. No, that's French. hello. Oh my god. Um, what? What is it? I don't know. We're going to have to Google this because we can't end Spanish for goodbye. Yeah, I should to. know this. Yeah, you should know Adios, that. fuck's oh, sake. Adios. I even took the slimming pills when I was fat. Like, literally, yeah. Fucking adios. I'd be... What would you say? Adios. That's not sexy. It has to, you have to do deep voice, though. Okay, what's your deep voice? I'm doing it. Sorry. Just give me a second. Like a deep breath. Are you ready? <laughs> uh, 
Adios. Oh my god, that sounds like you've got a deep fucking throat issue. Do you know what I mean? Deep throat issue. Oh my god, no, that's the worst thing that just came out of my mouth. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say um, <laughs> like Antonio Banderas back in bye the day. Bye, bye, baby. Why oh, is yeah. it always so soft? Because it's like pathetic when the men are on the fucking phone having a wank or somebody's going, oh yeah, oh my god, you've got it, oh my god, oh my god. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, literally. That, see, that's good, yeah, isn't that's it? Not bad. I'll end it like that. That's, not bad. <laughs> that's so inappropriate. Yeah. Anyway, have a bit of activity this weekend. You might feel better for it. Anyway, yeah. adios. Adios. <laughs>